Uh, let's get to Riley Morgan. He was a Subi Florek cricketer once. He joins us now on the show, though, to, to chat. Well, we'll chat a bit of footy first, and then we'll chat racing. And what has been a, a very sad week for the sport after Dean Holland tragically lost his life uh, in race one at Donald on, on Monday, and the outpouring of grief from the racing community has been apparent, and so much money already raised for the family. He had a wife and four young children. Uh, in the toughest of times, it's great to see the community come together to support the family. Riley Morgan, good morning. Good morning, boys. How are you? Good. Now, um, cricket, first things first. Was it Subi Floret or Claremont Netherlands? I'm sure it was Subi Floret. Subi Floret, mate. And you gave up... Be- on the head. Yeah, you gave up cricket because of lack of ability or lack of willingness to play two sports at once? Uh, no, it's more, more just the fact that in this day and age, the, both seasons of footy and cricket overlap. And you, you sort of get to the start of footy pre-season and you're only halfway through the cricket season these days and it just became a bit too much of a, a juggling act. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, there'd be a few people who can relate to that. Uh, Guy Barnes is playing at Fremantle District Cricket Club. He's their wicketkeeper. And he plays uh, league football for Peel. So, yep, there are a few who do it, but there's very few in the modern world. Um, last week, Riley, you're a late inclusion for Lee Kitchen. And you're told that you're tagging Bailey Rogers, who's not just a former teammate, but a good friend of yours. How challenging is that? Does that make it more difficult when it's somebody you know pretty well? Well, it would make it a lot easier if he was a bloke I didn't like, that's for sure, JL. But no, um, for me, obviously, someone who perhaps hasn't had as much opportunity as some over the last few years, when you do sort of get that opportunity presents itself and you're offered a role like that to try and nullify arguably the best player in the competition over the last sort of two or three years. You you do take that opportunity as, as difficult as it may be and it was all a all a bit of fun but no, I was I was happy I was able to contribute to the to the win and also play my role in trying to quell his influence last week. Riley, have you done that before? Have you done much of a tagging role? That was honestly Wayne, that's the first time I've ever done it. It was uh, mm. completely new to me but um something I was happy to do and embraced in the sort of week leading up. I was told that if Kitch was to miss the sort of three, four days before the game, that's most likely what my role would look like if Kitch was to was to miss, and that's how it eventuated. Hopefully there's a permanent role. Is that the way we're looking? Not sure, Wayne. We'll have to wait and see. Um, obviously, it changes week to week in terms of team structure and, and balance and how we try and match ourselves up against our opposition. But no, it's something I'd definitely be open to if, if that's the way that Bo and the coaching staff want to, want to uh, I guess, keep moving forward. What do you say out there on the field? Because Bailey doesn't say a lot. Uh, maybe he does to good friends, but I, I tend, tend to find that Bailey's quite reserved at most times. Was there much said? Hey, yes, no, there wasn't jail. I was surprised. It was, it was pretty. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was just a real contest, and I guess it was reflected in the nature of the game. It was a pretty physical, physical and, and bruising sort of spiteful. I guess you could even say game of footy out there last week, and, and both teams really took it up to each other. And there wasn't a lot said verbally. I think it was pe- people were players were out there just focused on doing their bit for, for their respective teams and. I guess that sort of reflected in, in how the game was played. Well, so what are you, a bit like a Ryan Crowley, a pincher or a puncher <laughs> or what, you know, just, <laughs> the physical aspect? No, de- definitely not. I don't <laughs> think you can uh, you can get away with that sort of stuff in the in the modern age either, Wayne. You, you might have been able to back then, but no, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty onto you quickly if you start doing anything untoward these days. Putting your hand up to tag Shane Nelson tomorrow, a 40 last week? Oh, it certainly would. If that's, the, if that's the way Bo wants to go, I certainly would put my hand up. It'd be a great challenge to to play on the the player who's, from what I believe, has had the most possessions 
in the history of the Waffle since they started recording stats. So that's a, obviously a massive accolade and a player who's, who's garnered, I guess, huge respect for his accumulating ability across the competition. All right, well, we're here to talk races, are we? I just Jacob, wanted to squeeze in one, one last one. one. one, one How one did you feel one. when Bales dragged you back to the goal square? I doubt you've ever played full back either. I think the last time I played in the back line was... Uh, I played one game of Colts there in the back line and my coach pulled me off at about three-quarter time and said, you're not defending enough, you're trying to find too much footy. And then that was the last time I ever played backline in Colts and then before that it was under 10. So no, I haven't exactly spent a whole lot of time in the back 50 jail. All right, let's talk racing. We're at Ascot again tomorrow. Um, there's some light on in some of the fields by the look of it, but there's some, obviously the big racing is uh, that Super Smick. We're going to see him in the, the Sire's produce steak. So it looks a pretty good horse. Yeah, I think she, she does, uh, Wayne. She's, she's a horse that I think will certainly go over east wherever they choose to take her and she'll really measure up. I think she's the, the first horse going for the uh, the Magic Millions, Caracatta and the Sire's produce uh, triple header and I think that the market reflects her chances of doing so. I think she's just about a, a good thing and something would need to either really jump out of the ground uh, remarkably out of the Karakata or the, or she has an off day and there's something wrong with her there for her to be beaten on the weekend. So while it's not a, a betting proposition at $1.45, $1.50 around that price, I think that it's, it's a sit-and-watch job and hopefully she she belts them and really announces herself as a, as a force uh, heading towards her, her three-year-old campaign over race. That's the way they go with her. So she's a very exciting horse. But no, it's still a pretty good meeting in terms of quality across the card. There's some really good races Perhaps not as, I guess, high, sort of high quality, but it's a really competitive meeting. There's a few races I'm happy to bet into. My best bet comes up nice and early on the program. We're getting in race number one. I'm really keen to be with it. It's a good race for Neville Parnham. He's got two of the key chances here, but I'm really keen on like a Jaguar who, for a horse who didn't win a race for over 800 days, has just come back a lot more genuine this campaign. He's put two in the line. At his last two, and he's actually better off a kilo and a half here for beating home Ultimate Command, who's one of the key opposition in the race last start. So he gets in really well at the weight, at the weights, and the form through that last start win, you've seen Ultimate Command and No Dice was a winner last week, who we gave a good push for. Last Friday, both come out and, and win really strongly. So I think with a nearly identical run in transit here, he's a horse in career best form and suggests that he'll be very hard to beat again. And around that sort of $3.10 quote, I think is a great bet. All right, well, throw us out the others that you've decided upon. Four races I'm playing in on the weekend, Wayne. We go down to race four, and there's the horse resuming here first up off a, a little setback. A bit of hoof soreness was the notification of why he didn't go around a couple of weeks ago when he was supposed to, but that's Brave Venture, the favourite here, who is a horse who comes through a really hot trial. The, the form through the trial has been super, and I thought he was the best of them there, which is, I suspect, and suggests to me that he's a, he's a proper horse, this bloke. And while it's a bit of a tricky map for, to navigate here, Paul Harvey's riding in really good form, and I think they'll just take bad luck out of the equation and roll forward with him from the barrier and try and lob in a, in a spot somewhere in the first four. And while, yes, there's a few little lingering queries on, on the race from a map perspective, his first up effort last preparation with the 60.5 kilos was outstanding and he's, he's, the form around his two wins last preparation speak for themselves as well. I think he's a really nice horse moving forward and, and we can back him with some confidence. And just one I'm going to give a push at value as well, Traverne here, who I think if he can find the top and control things in front, he's going to give a lot of cheek. He 
was five weeks between runs last start, which isn't an ideal lead-in, but I thought he had to do a whole lot of work to get to the top and just ran them along too quickly and blew out in condition late. So from the inside, if he can hold up in front with a much more traditional race-to-race lead-in, I think he can give some good cheek there as well as a bit of a value play in the same race. And then races six and seven, race six, I really like the setup to State of Power here, second up, who drops back in grade to a 66 plus. Who, she's a really consistent 1,000 metre sprinter and she was very strong first up. She was wide throughout on the track and and never never got cover in the run and still loomed like she was going to have a say in the finish. And I think she should derive great benefit from that effort and, and love how she maps here. She should lob in the box seat from the barrier and she'll get the run of the race. And also, I just want to give a push at a price as well for those that do like their value for all-day session who resumes here first up without a trial at around that $21 mark. Now, he, he resumed in a really strong race last preparation and was only beaten to like some quality gallopers, the likes of Rockinori, Search and Rocks and, and MTA and... I'd actually say the 1,000 metres over the 1,200 metres is his best distance. So cuddled up with a smother where he can sort of get clear room off a strong speed, which it looks to be here. He has a big turn of foot, and I suggest that with some freshness in his legs, he can run very well. First up as well, and, and final play of the day in race seven, came to be with not secret for the, the dynamic duo of Steve Wolf and, and Sean McGruddy. I thought it was a, a terrific win last start, and Matt's for an arguably even better run here out to the mile third up, and thought there was perhaps even a bit more improvement left in him from last start as well. He's, he's one carrying the 16.5 kilos before, so the weight isn't an issue. He's a proven weight carrier. I think he's the best horse in the race, and Matt's for arguably the run of the race once again, and I think around that sort of... He's drifted out from 290 out to around that $3.30 mark. I think that's a nice bet as well. Excellent. Hey, Morgs, just a quick recap of those uh, tips for tomorrow at Ascot. Nine race card. Best bet comes up in race number one. Now, I don't have the individual horse numbers on me, JL, but race Wayne one, have best bet, like a Jaguar. So. And race number race number four, keen to be with the favourite Brave Venture first up and also giving a small push at value for those that like some value on Traverne as well. In race number six, I'm keen to be with State of Power, horse number two, and then a small value push there at a price for all-day session, who I think can run a race first up. And then final bet of the day comes up in race number seven, keen to be with Not Secret. Brilliant. Hey, Morg, see you at uh, June Love tomorrow. Good luck for the game. Good luck with those tips. Certainly will. Thanks, boys. Speak again soon. Riley Morgan, joining us here on Sports Breakfast.